and we are the vision casters for our church. God's called us to cast that vision, to to determine that or vision else, for the or whatever. Any pastor that comes in could use these core values. And it would have... Hey, that needs to change. We need to we need to embrace the value of grace, yeah. grace and things. And so if they say this is what I'd like to do, and we see automatically that's an affront to who we are as a church based on our core values, then that's an immediate no. Like, no. Every search team will ask a, a prospective pastor, what's the first thing you're going to do when you get here? Right? Yeah, you know, right. like, yeah, like you yeah. can just start immediately. Yeah. I'm going to see how many of y'all's crazy. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm going to see. <laughs> you're listening to Design to Lead, a podcast where you get to hear the experiences, both the successes and the failures of two pastors who want to continue to grow in church leadership. Through this journey, we want to share what we're learning along the way. So if you're involved or interested in ministry, this podcast is for you. This is Designed to Lead. Welcome to this episode of the Designed to Lead podcast. I'm Reed Terry, pastor at Lone Oak Baptist Church. And I'm Casey Johnson, pastor of Bonita Road Baptist Church. It's good to have you back in Lone Oak. Glad to be back. Yeah, we're good. It's cold here. It is cold outside. We've had ice the last few days, so good and chilly. Yeah. We're going to actually later tonight have a... Wild Game Supper, you're going to be speaking at, so you're up here for that, and yep. going to knock out some podcasts while you're here. It's been a yeah, while, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it has been. It's been a it's been a uh, a journey, actually, man. Of course, deer season, you know, messes me up, right? And so, sorry about that, y'all. But uh, <laughs> I do a uh, deer hunting YouTube channel as well, so deer season kind of keeps me uh, going pretty heavy. And then, of course, we just had all kind of. Stuff happened, a few COVID outbreaks and That's you know, right. all that kind of stuff. And, of course, just recently, you know, our worship leader at our church passed away and all that. So it's just been it's been nuts been crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway. Well, we, we had just gotten started with a couple of episodes, and so we really didn't have a chance to, to plan ahead. But I hope this coming year, as we get closer to, yeah. to that time of year, maybe we can record more. Yeah. in advance and, that's right uh so people don't miss out on episodes yeah this is helpful to be able to do two of them at one time yeah that's our plan and, uh, today is to record yeah. a couple of different ones now they won't post at the same time that's we'll right. post them yeah. at different times yeah, y'all aren't supposed to know that right, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. oh goodness yep. fun times well tell us about today what are we talking about well last time um we met we talked about vision and uh we kind of made reference to the fact that we were going to talk about core values today um, so we're going to talk about core values, um, and I'm not sure if the listeners will remember or not, but I made an illustration last time we were together about um, the vision and the mission and the core values and what that looks like. And pretty much the way I talk about that is I'll just draw out like a stairwell. Mm-hmm. And at the top of that stairwell, it is a door at the top. Right. And when you open that door, that's your vision, which is your preferred reality. And at the bottom is the current reality, and of course the mission is the steps that get us to the to the vision. But if you look underneath the steps, you're going to see basically what would be the two befores, and uh, that's going to be your core values. Right. So the core values are pretty much those things that really hold all of it together, uh, kind of the rebar to the concrete, if you will. Sure. So. Sure. Yeah, the stairs aren't just floating in midair. No. Something's got to hold up the, the mission. That's right. Um, the steps that we take to get from where we are to where we're going. Yep. And that which undergirds all that we do. All that we do. Is, uh, are the core values. Correct. Um, so that's what we're talking about. The core values are uh, what we stand for, 
Uh, it's who we are. It's uh, what we're all about. Yep. Um, all of those things, I think, help describe what core values are. Yeah, it's kind of our identity. It's it's the it's the building blocks of who we are and what we do. Right. You know. So. Yeah. Very important. Now, oftentimes uh, we talk about. Uh, you hear more, I guess, about vision and mission mm-hmm. than you do core values. Right. They're kind of overlooked. Yeah. You know, they're kind of uh, pushed to the side. Yeah. But. Because they're not discussed doesn't mean they don't exist. That's right. That's right. I think I think the reason why people focus on those other two is because the vision obviously is where you're trying to get to, and you so you see these uh, the grandiose idea of what you want to look like, and so everybody thinks about that. And then of course the mission is kind of the steps that we take to get to the vision. So those are the things that seem to be very tangible to us, uh, or at least the dream, or you know at least right. kind of like a, the dream, the vision is and. And then the steps that we take to get there. So everybody focuses on that. But the core values yeah. have to be there. And we're both pastors. And I know we got yeah. several pastors that listen and watch. And and the vision, we are the vision casters for our church. God's called us to cast that vision, to, uh, to determine that vision for the ministries that he's called us yep. to. Mission, that's where we start bringing in leaders. We bring in right. other people in our church. And they can help develop those steps that get us to the vision that we see and that God has given us for our ministries. Right. Where does core values come from? Well, it, it's really kind of one of those situations to where whether you really realize this or not, um, some of them are already there. Let's just say you're a pastor and you come into a church. Yeah. When you get there, yeah, they have some. That's right. Nobody may know what they are. But they're there. Right. And so the more you lead and the more you begin to scratch the surface of how that church functions, what some of those people think, then you're going to start to be able to figure out, wait a minute, this is like a major thing for these people. Sure. And you could say at that point, that's probably a core value of theirs. Um, And then, of course, you know, there are um, core values that we kind of come up with, uh, maybe something that's not there already, but we would like for it to be there. And so then, therefore, we kind of come up with that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Those core values are not necessarily something that you have to invent. Right. They're something you uncover. That's right. You know, as a pastor, when you go into a church, that's some of the first things you ought to be doing. Yeah. In your conversations with people, as you're talking with your congregation, you're listening to your leaders, and you're thinking about history and where they've come, you're going through that process of, of uncovering, it's almost like an archaeological dig. You right. know, you're yeah. kind of yeah. dusting, dusting the dirt yeah. away yeah. until you get. At? Where's the bone at? Right. <laughs> where's right. that? Where's yeah. that? That important stuff at? And yeah. and you uncover those those uh, core values. But now some of them, uh, some of them are good. Some of them you'll want to latch on to. Right. But there may be some that that need to change. Oh, correct. Right. Yes. So you experienced that maybe in, in a church you've been at before, or well. <laughs> You know, to be honest with you, before whenever I was pastoring a church, before I actually got to this one, um, and this one is the one uh, that I started thinking about these things. Right. You know, last podcast, we talked about uh, pastors not necessarily thinking about all of this stuff. They're just preaching the word, and they think that's it. Well, that's the way I was the first church I pastored. Sure. So wasn't thinking a thing about core values or vision or mission, just preach the word. And even back then, I was learning to do that. Um, so, so. I didn't think about it back then. Now, having said that, at the church I'm at now, you know, there are some things that I think that we uncovered, um, even things that I heard about 
uh, the church whenever I first got there that I knew that came from a core value principle Mm -hmm. in that church. And some of it I didn't want, but most of it, most of the DNA of the church and the core values of the church, I was totally fine with. But there were a few that I, I, I didn't, I wasn't fine with. <laughs> yeah. I think that's pretty yeah. typical. Yeah, I mean, I so. wouldn't you? I mean, I think any, any pastor going into a church, he, he's probably going to find somewhere, yeah. if he continues to dig down, there's yeah. going to be a base somewhere of a core value or two that he can hold on to right. and, and build upon. Yeah. Uh, but then there may be things. I know I served at a church one time and, and man, they were just kind of known in the community for being this very legalistic, mm-hmm. you know, very hard. Uh, against things that uh, hard on things that really didn't matter. Right. You know, yeah. some incidental yeah. things, things that weren't heaven and hell issues. Right. And uh, for me, that was something that, hey, that needs to change. We need to we need to embrace a value of grace. Yeah. Grace and things that aren't essential, you yeah, know. grace and not law. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. And so th- that was one of those things that had to change, that yeah. had to be formed. Yeah. But that's not to say there wasn't good things that we could build upon. They're obviously... Well, and I think just from the very fact that some of those core values are there, and then we bring some of those core values to the table, uh, depending on who the leader is, uh, it can change the core values, basically. Uh, And I know we'll talk about this a little bit later, but, um, you know, we have core values at our church. And one of the things that I wanted to do is to, one, bring out the ones that, that were already there, but then also implement some that I really felt like no matter who the pastor is, whether I leave and go somewhere else or whatever, any pastor that comes in could use these core values. Right. And it would it would apply sure. to any any pastor that came in. That's right. not to say that a pastor won't change some of them if they do that, if they yeah. come in, but... Um, it just depends on who the guy is, the leader is. Yeah. He may have something he wants to add and something he wants to do away with. Hey, you know? that's a good thought. I hadn't really really thought about this, but what do you think about as pastors, should we even maybe every five years or so reevaluate our core values, the church's core, where we're serving? Yeah. I mean, they might even change during our tenure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. As the church grows and matures. and, and Yeah. I, I, I think it's uh, perfectly fine to do. I mean, I, I know that core values, one of the ideas is that they're the, uh, they are the unchanging principles of who we are and what we want to become. So, And I get that. And yeah. that is true. Right. But at the same time, I do think that as time changes, depending on the nature of those core values as far as whether it's a core value that it has more to do with the way you function mm-hmm. as opposed to just uh, who you are from a spiritual perspective, right. that core value may change as yeah. time goes on. Sure. You know, you may want to get rid of it because yeah. it no longer applies. Right. You know, so yeah, I mean, I definitely think from a leadership perspective, we constantly evaluate. And if there are some that need to drop, then yeah. so be it. Right, yeah. right. So when we come into a church, and and I know I've experienced this, you have as well, and you know there are some personal values that, that people hold, and then there are some corporate values that the whole church mm-hmm. may hold. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you navigate that and begin to develop personal, um, excuse me, how do you navigate that and begin to develop church core values? So how did, how did y'all do that maybe well, in your past? Well, here's kind of how we did it. And, and I would say this, from a leadership perspective, when you come into a church, you're not going to figure that out the first two weeks you get That's there. That's right. This takes it, time. It, it's going to take time. You you. I mean, I think it was probably, I've been at Bonita Road for uh, eight years, and I think it was probably four years before I ever really started 
doing this yeah. process of like, okay, let's walk through some core values and, yeah. and you know, let's, let's kind of figure out who we are under the surface and who I want us to be uh, based on what I feel like God is calling us to do as a church. And so you're not going to figure that out right off the bat. Every search team I ask a, a prospective pastor, what's the first thing you're going to do when you get here, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, right. like yeah, like you yeah. can just start immediately. I'm going to see how many of y'all's crazy. That's what <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say. So you really do have to go through an evaluation process. But whenever I got ready to start that process, I had actually went through a revitalization class. Yeah. And I was taking this class. And one of the things that they did, it was an exercise to figure out the core values of our church. Well, I was at the point to where I felt like I could do that now. Right. And they gave me a list, like it was a paper, and it had 50 core values on oh, that wow. paper. And so what I did is I had developed a team at the church, and I gave these lists of core values to these people. And I said, I want you to... Um, circle 10 of those core values that you feel like this is who we are yeah. or this is who you want us to become. And so once I did that, I ever, or everybody did that, I grabbed all those papers, I pulled them together and like the top, I think it was a top six. Um, I just started looking and like most people had the same ones. Yeah. And so I knew at that point that they knew that that's either who we were under the surface, or that's who it, who they wanted us to become. And one of the one of the um, and we'll talk about this in a little bit. But one of the uh, core values that I implemented from a, from a leadership perspective that that they did not, um, but I put excellence yeah. in there right. because that's a personal core value of mine is that I want to be excellent in everything Whatever that I do. do. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm leading the church, I want the I want to be excellent, and I want the church to be excellent. And so I implemented that one because I just felt like that's who we needed to be. If we're going to do do everything as under the Lord, so I want to be excellent in all of it. So we implement. I implemented that one as right. a leader to go along with some of the ones that they had. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it was pretty sweet how that came together and how everybody was pretty much thinking about the same, same things, things. Yeah. as far as our church is concerned. So I knew right then that 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 was probably pretty pretty accurate. Yeah. yeah. And see, our process here was a, was very similar, but a little different in the sense that as I got to know people and know the history of the church, I began to to make those notes. Right, what are some things that, that they value here? What are some things that they hold dear? What yeah. are the things that you can see through the years of ministry that are important to to this church? Mm -hmm. And those things I began to, to write and begin to ask, hey, ask our leaders, hey, what do you think? You, do you see this? How have you seen this in the in the years prior right. in, our, in our church. And they would agree, you know, or they might add something. And those began to take shape. And then in much the same way, there was one that I felt like was very important for, for us as a church. You know, let's be passionate about things, not sit back and wait for opportunities right. to come. Let's go out and find That's those right. opportunities and be passionate about them. So that was one that I added yeah. to where I didn't feel we were, but we wanted to be. Yeah. And then once those things kind of all came together, then you begin to to try to put them in a, in a form that, that can be easily disseminated and people yeah. can begin to grasp. Right. Yeah. You, you see, and that's where you influenced me a lot in that area because we, we were talking about this before the show um, that you came down, me and another friend, and we had a meeting down at my church and you were talking about your core values and you actually showed us what you had come up with and right. what the church had come up with. And then you had some really cool slogans that went along with your core values. And I just remember whenever you 
you were sharing that with us. Those, those the core values were they were good. Don't get me wrong, right. but the what the slogans I was like, man, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So that really encouraged me to come up with slogans to go along with our core values, so that people could try to remember them pretty easy. Right. And so uh, I, I was impressed by that. So yeah. you, you kind of, yeah. I, I guess that's just iron sharpening iron that's and right. us learning from each other. Cause that was a big deal to me when you, whenever you showed us that. So right. I was like, Ooh, I'm going to do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so we've developed five. I'm going to share those, yeah. those with you. And, and one of the things that I believe every core value has to be, it has to be based in scripture. Yeah. There needs to be a scriptural basis mm-hmm. for, for that. Right. And so we try to communicate that as, as well. And this is where, you know, like you said, iron sharpening iron. We'll talk about in a few minutes how how you continually keep that in front of the people because right. we did some work up front and and had these things and we rolled them out, I guess you could say, but really haven't visited them a whole lot since. Right. And we need to do yeah. a better job of that. But so our five are uh, to be a we we value being a blessing, not being a burden, mm. and that just comes from Proverbs eleven twenty five. Whoever brings a blessing will be enriched. If we're yeah. blessed, God will enrich us. So let's work on blessing others. Be contributors, not consumers. Jesus came to serve and not be served. And That's I right. saw that with our church. Such good contributors to so many ministries yeah. financially and with their time. It was just a, a you know wonderful thing. People, not preferences. Yeah. We value people, not preferences. Right. Do nothing out of selfish ambition, but yeah. with humility, value others above yourself. And then uh, action over apathy. You know, let's be people mm-hmm. of action. That's right. Uh, Revelations three three talks about uh, you know it makes our Lord sick if we're lukewarm. Yeah. Let's yeah. be let's be on fire right. for him. Yeah. You know, and then the one I mentioned earlier, being passionate, not being passive. God's not a not a passive God. Jesus came to seek and to That's save right. that That's which right. is lost. Yeah. And so let's be passionate about doing, right. not just sitting back and waiting yeah. for for God to leave. And, and to me, that those are good in the sense that. Well, number one, it's all biblical, but it's all catchy. But to, in my opinion, when another dude comes in here, he could take he could take that very thing and say, "This is the type of church that this is right. based on these core values." I know that, but he could also continue to keep them that way because every bit of that is biblical. That's it, and the people know it, and the people want to be that, yep. and that's who they think and they are. And there's room, be. and there's room to shape it with his personality that's, that's right. and his calling to add to that. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, where, where I, y'all? Have? All right, we got six, okay. six. Um, it's because you're an overachiever. I'm an overachiever. Yes. I'm a Tommy Topper. <laughs> uh, love is a first one. And of course, our little slogan is we want to love people, not label them. Yeah. And so that, you know, I mean, obviously that's completely biblical. Yeah. And then the other one is freedom. Uh, we want to worship in freedom and not fear. Um, and then the third one is truth. We want to obey the word and not the world. That's good. And then the fourth one is leadership. We want to turn leaders, learners into leaders. All right. So turn learners into leaders. Uh, the next one is the one that I implemented, which was excellence. We want to promote excellence over mediocrity. And then the last one was growth. We want to promote growing through going. That's good. So those are those are the six that we live and die by at our church. Now here's the deal, listeners. Those. Those sounded very familiar. They were catchy. They kind of this over this, right. this not this. Yeah. But that's because you and I, we're, we're friends. We talk. That's correct. And you just shared that we had that conversation. Yep. And it, 
all core values don't have to sound that way. No, 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 no. Yeah. Not at all. They yeah. can they can be much different in yeah. the way they're stated. Right. Yeah, but I mean if you want to be cool though, they'll sound that, like this. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If you want to do it right, you'll yeah, do it like right. us. You'll do but, it like us. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I mean, come on, man. We're the ones who got the podcast. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be that way, but it's just it, it's um it, you know, it's it's um just a neat way to say it and a neat way to remember it. Yeah, you know, for at right. least it is for me. Yeah. You know? And I like the I like the positive and the negative that both of them say because not only does it say this is what we're gonna be, it also illuminates wrong thinking. Right. But it does it in a very non threatening, non combative way. Correct. Yeah. You know, this is what we're gonna do as opposed to this. To this. Yeah, good observation. And so I I, I like the way that they, they both encapsulate that very yeah. very much so. Yeah, All right. Cool. So now talk to me about how y'all use the, like you, you developed them, you've got them. Now how do they work? Okay. You know, what do you do? Okay. Let me, let me, let me start maybe by saying how we implemented them and how I, like you mentioned a few minutes ago, um, if it's all right for me to go into this, like how I keep it before the people. Yes. That's no, what I'm looking uh, for. That's and then, right. and then I'll show how we use them. Okay. Um, well, <clears throat> the first thing I did is after we developed them, um, I, I kind of developed a sermon series right. is how I introduced them to the people. Yep. And it, it, it was like one sermon on each one of the core values. Yep. And I basically just went in depth of, you know, who we're wanting to be, who we think we are based on some of the, you know, and I told them about the whole team philosophy and the team come up with this and this is what we think. And uh, so that just one sermon per thing. And then I had like uh, banners and signs made up. Uh, that are hanging around our church. Um, so that's before them in that particular way. And then also we had like brochures made up of um, the church and, you know, times for our, you know, classes and all this kind of stuff. And it has our core values on there. Obviously it went on the internet as well. Um, so once or twice a year, I always go back and revisit this. Um, I, so I just want to keep it before them at least once sometimes twice a year. Now, is that in a sermon? It's or in is one that sermon. Okay. After that initial series. one sermon per core value, after the initial series, every year I'll go back and visit it once, possibly twice a year, just to keep it before them, to remind them, this is who we are, yeah. and uh, this is how we function, and this is the way we're going to do things yeah. because we have established that that's who we are and that's who we want to become. And so I did that, and then I even had like uh, bracelets made up you know, that have the uh, the logo stuff on there, love, freedom, has our core values mm-hmm. on there. And so just to kind of help them remember. And then every so often in a sermon on a Wednesday night or something like that, uh, I'll, I'll say something about it in a message, you know, or why we do this, because this is our core values, such and such, such and such. So I just try to keep it before them. Nothing really, um, you know, nothing really fancy. But just always keeping it in their ear and always keeping it in their in their mind, and then the way we implement it is we we actually try to do it like like one of the big things when I first got to Bonita Road, um, one of the things was almost like a fear of worship. Yeah. Um, like you didn't hear much, you didn't hear much amen, mm-hmm. you didn't hear much, uh, you didn't see much hand lifting, you you just didn't see a lot of movement at all. It was almost like it was a, it was fearful uh, for them to do that. So as time has gone on, uh, and particularly as we begin to point out, we worship in freedom and not fear. 
you see a whole lot more of that now. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously, it's, I mean, it's still a Baptist church, right. but, uh, and so it's not like it's wild and crazy. But but you see a whole lot more of that. And then one of the things I like to do is I like to say from the pulpit because I know that we have visitors out there. Hey, we're going to enter into a time of worship, and we want you to know that you can. We one of our core values is to worship in freedom and not fear. So if it's biblical and you desire to worship that way, then you 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 worship that way. So we implement it by sharing it with even our visitors and people like that. But we also gauge everything we do by it. So if somebody comes to me and says, uh, "I want to do this," well, we look at our core values, and and it's not that we're laying it alone alongside them like on a piece of paper but we know what they are yeah and so if they say this is what i like to do and we see automatically that's an affront to who we are as a church based on our core values then that's an immediate no yeah like now we're not doing that because that's not who we are right that's not that's not who we say we're going to be you know yeah and so then that means it's scrapped yeah you, know? you covered a lot right there. I won't, yes. Let's break it down just yes, a second yes, because yes. the initial work. That was a preacher in me. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> you were rolling. The The initial work, once you've developed these core values and you began to embrace them as a church, yeah. is that is that communication. Yes. And, and there's so many different ways you can do that. Y'all yeah. did it through sermon series. You did it through uh, pamphlets. You did it through um, stuff you put on the walls, the bracelets, bracelets, those kind of thing. There's a lot of different ways that you can do that. We we did some of the same things. There was sermons. There was um, things put on the wall about those. So those things always communicate mm-hmm. and are good. Yeah. Where I know where I failed, you know, as a leader is that continually bringing that up. The pandemic really just yeah, killed right. us in, in that sense as you began to focus on other things. Everything right. changed. But that is a wonderful idea. Hey, let's every every six months at least, every mm-hmm. every quarter, whatever it is, let's talk about these things. Let's reintroduce them again. Right. Um, we may know them. We deal with them, read them, think about them all the time. But right. our congregations don't always right. do those. So yeah. uh, I think I think one of the professors I had in a seminary used to say, when you get tired of saying something, they're just starting to get it. Right. Yeah. Because we deal with it more. Yeah. So we, it, it's, it's obviously internalized in us right. quicker. Yeah. And I think also we have to remember, uh, we have to be mindful that from the leadership perspective, this is some things that really we focus on and we're passionate about. Not everybody is. Right. I mean, you could say this a hundred times to some people and they're still going to go, I, I don't, I'm just coming to church, man, to right. listen to yeah. preaching and ask Jesus to speak to me. I don't care about all that. Right. You know? Exactly. Even yeah. though it's important to you and maybe a lot of people in the church, some people just aren't going to be concerned about it. And sure. You have to be all right with that, but you still have to not let that deter you from talking about it and sharing it right. and keep going, you know? Yeah. Because if you remove that, what happens to everything yeah. else? Just yeah, in right. your illustration, it's going to collapse. That's cool. So that's it's right. got to be there. Which is where you transition to, and we'll talk talk about that for just just a minute, is how that works in that it undergirds. So that is a that is a framework that ministries. It is a framework that programs. It's a framework that your Sunday school classes, your Bible study classes, they should all embrace those same things as well. Yes, and it should be uh, those things should be laid up against that framework and said, okay, is 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 this going to be done with excellence? Right. Is this going to help us be uh, leaders? Right, uh, disciple us from being just a learner about who Christ is to leading us to be like Christ. Those kind of things, right? I agree, a hundred percent. You like my son just came on. 
as the full-time youth pastor at our church, which you know that. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I've talked with him about is to make sure that he knows the core values and remembers them because that'll shape the way he does things. And that'll, that'll, that'll give him a guide to be able to, you know, say yes and to say no to some things, um, to be able to uh, blame it, so to speak, on the core values and the mission and the vision. And that's one of the things we talk about with mission, vision, and core values. It helps keep direction, and it helps you keep, helps keep you from going the wrong direction. And so I, I've just tried to help him understand, and I believe if it's going to be the DNA of who we are, then our whole staff needs to be aware of it, and they need to understand it and know it. And, uh, for example, they're doing a Disciple Now this weekend, and a big Disciple Now that they've got planned, and and uh, he was just super excited about it. And uh, he uh, he told me, he said, hey, Dad, I want to tell you kind of what we got planned. And I'm like, well, all right, tell me about it. He said, well, we got this huge game planned. It's it's life-size, human-size Pac-Man. I was like, really? He's like, yeah. He said, we're going to build like a Pac-Man uh, like course yeah. inside the gym. Like the whole gym is a Pac-Man maze. I was like, man, that sounds cool. I was like, how are you going to do that? And he said, well, we're going to buy some two-befores and some one-befores and stuff and some Visqueen, and we're going to make the, the, the thing. And I was like, do what? <laughs> and he said, yeah. And I said, you know how much that's going to cost? And he's like, hey, excellence, Dad. Excellence. We're going to go all out. We're going to go all out and make it great. And uh, so I was like, well, I guess you got a point there. And so uh, he, they built it, and he took me through it. And I was like, dude, this thing is amazing, awesome. man. Yeah. Oh, it was so sweet. But, but it, was, it did cost some money to do that. But the great thing about it is, is that he was also smart enough to know that we're fixing to add on to our fellowship hall at our church. And so he goes to our building grounds director, and he says, uh, hey, I'm going to have all these boards left over after we tear this down. Can you use them to help? And he was like, oh, yeah, we'll buy the boards because we'll use them to do that. Oh, yeah. So it ended up basically costing not very much for him to do it. But his whole concept was excellence. Yeah. If yeah. we're going to do it, let's be excellent at it. So I think that I think all your staff and, and your teachers and everybody needs to be aware of it and they need to live it, Yeah, you know, yeah. learn it. And let's circle back around as we're about to wrap this up okay. in that this is so important for pastors to understand and to implement in their churches because without it, you've got – Everybody has values. Right. Stated or unstated. That's right. Everybody has values. Your church is made up of 20 people, 200 people, 2,000 people. Yeah. Everybody in there has values. Yeah. If we don't come together as the leader mm -hmm. and give those values, corporate values, and give those a name so that everybody's pulling in the same direction. Right then you're, you're fighting each other. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because everybody's going to want to be doing what is most essential to them. To them. Yeah. And, you, and, and the thing about that is if we have those core values from a corporate perspective, everybody knows where we're going corporately. Yeah. Now, you may have some that don't match that that are uh, you know personal. And then I guess that's where if you try to exercise a personal core value that goes against the corporate core values, and that's whenever the leader says, no, we're not doing that because that's not our corporate core values. Right. That may be your personal one, but that's not our corporate one. Right. So it, it'll it'll cause us to be something we're not. So, you know, it just helps guide. It gives an expectation and it helps you go to where uh, you want to be. It helps you be on purpose about everything. On purpose. That's yeah. right. It gives you focus. Yeah. Holds yeah. it all up, man. That's it. That's yeah. right. Anything you want to share? Anything practically? Anybody that wants to get on this course and start start going this direction and thinking, where do they need to read? What do they need to look up? What 
where would they start? Uh, listen, man, there there is a book, and this is the book that uh, really kind of introduced me to all of this whenever I was in that revitalization class. It was Advanced Strategic Planning by Aubrey Malfers. Um, and, and that's a great book for you to look at. And it can be applied from a ministry perspective or from a business perspective. Because we've talked about this before. A lot right. of time, ministry and business principles overlap they do. as far as leadership is concerned. Uh, but this book was so helpful in helping you understand vision, mission, core values, and how to put all of that stuff together. That's actually where uh, I got all of those uh, papers that give me the 50 core values that I had my team kind of circle the top 10 or whatever. So very, very helpful. I would, I would recommend that book for sure. Well, good deal. Yep. Hopefully that's been helpful to those who are listening and they'll be on that, uh, on that path of discovering the core values and setting those up for their churches and, and their ministries. Yep. And, and, uh, it'll help them help them all pull in the same direction. It'll definitely help get you going in the right Spot, right place, yep. All right, Casey, good discussion, man. Good yeah, to be man. back doing this. I know, I'm, I'm glad, ready. Glad you're here. Ready for round number two. <laughs> that's right, that's right. All right, well, thank y'all for joining us uh, on Design to Lead, and we'll see you next time. There you go.